the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump is calling for unity after tensions ran high this morning in Charlottesville, Virginia, ahead of a planned white nationalist rally. No Nazis, no KKK, no racist USA. The president said via Twitter, there's no place for this kind of violence in America. That's after rally supporters and counter-protesters screamed, chanted, threw punches, and hurled water bottles as well. The president is seeking continued help from China's president in addressing the threat posed by North Korea's nuclear developments. The White House says the president, in a phone call on Friday to President Xi Jinping, saluted China for its U.N. vote to impose tougher sanctions on the North Koreans. The NFL has suspended star Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott for six games at concluding a year-long investigation by the league that the leading rusher in the league injured his former girlfriend in three separate incidents. This is SRN News. Larry Elder explains what the president has done for the economy. Just having a president who doesn't believe in imposing gargantuan rules and regulations to fight climate change. Just having a president who feels that our corporate tax rate is too high. Just having a president who does not want to raise the minimum wage to $15. That alone is a sea change. Just the fact that he isn't Hillary is a huge deal. The Larry Elder Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. It's just after 1 o'clock here at AM 1280, The Patriot, and that can mean only one thing. Up next, it's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the local one, the headliner, Mitch Berg. He's live, ready to go here in studio. And be sure to tune in tomorrow to the close of Brad Carlson at 2 p.m. right here on The Patriot. And for the best economic insight, it's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440, Saturday and Sunday mornings at 9. From the Blue Ox Heating and Air Weather Center, for today, mostly sunny and near 80, a chance of showers on Sunday. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This hour of the Northern Alliance Radio Network is brought to you by Thompson Building and Remodeling. With over 30 years of experience in home repair and remodeling, Thompson Building and Remodeling can ensure you of a quality job done right. From expert roofing, siding, and window installation to full additions and more. To see their work, visit online at thompsonpros.com. Thompson supports the Northern Alliance Radio Network to bring Patriot listeners a local voice in local and national politics. The Northern Alliance is on. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that says, send us your tired, huddled masses yearning to see red. Uh, We're the Northern Alliance Radio Network, making talk radio great again. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. I'm also found on the web at, uh, well, True North. Look, truenorth.com, which is, by the way, mere weeks away from its 10th anniversary of being the official center for center-right political opinion and thought in the upper Midwest. Uh, so I've been working on that for a long time now. Of course, this show here, the one you're listening to right now, uh, approaching its 13th and a half anniversary. If I get there, oh, yeah, just around State Fair time, will be 13 and a half years old. Did I say State Fair? Why, yes, I did. More on that coming up. Uh, it's that time of year again. Uh, so stay tuned. Anyway, uh, what else? God, it's, uh, there's so much going on here. We're getting into the, the, the social high season for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Of course, the uh, Minnesota State Fair, uh, mere weeks away right now. Brad Carlson and I will be doing our weekend shifts out there, standing our usual watch on uh, the part of Twin Cities Radio that actually matters, the weekends. Uh, meeting you, the audience, every Saturday. I'll be on from uh, 1 to 3, uh, both Saturdays at the fair this year. Not off on assignment this year, so that'll be that'll be good. And uh, Brad Carlson will be in Sundays from two to three, doing the voodoo he do every Sunday. 
Of course, King Banyan, uh, might, he might even make an appearance this year. Here's hoping. I'd love to have uh, King come down to the fair and uh, and mix it up with us here as well this year. Anyway, um, by the way, this is the headliner edition, heard uh, from 1 to 3. Uh, Brad Carlson every Sunday from 2 to 3. Uh, King Banyan every Saturday morning, 9 to 11, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. We are the Northern Alliance Radio Network, America's first grassroots talk radio network. So, uh I I don't know if a lot of you have noticed this. Being a conservative station with a largely conservative audience, some of you may have noticed this in your lifetimes. And I, I know your lifetimes vary. We've got some people who are rather senior. Uh, we have a lot of people. We have a, a gratifying number of younger listeners on this station. I'm actually kind of astounded at the number of uh, of people under age 20 who've tuned into this station in, in uh, over the last 13 years. Kind of blows my mind that the 18 year olds who are listening to this show in 2004 are 31 today. That just blows my mind. Anyway, we have a lot of people in the middle, of course. I mean, the typical talk radio demographic is males between the ages of 35 and 60, right? Those are the people who usually tuned in. But we have a lot of female listeners. We got a lot of listeners outside that age bracket. We got a little bit of everything out there, including a few liberals. God bless you. Make sure you give us a call, 651-289-4488. I would love, unlike most liberal politicians, I actually do seek a debate, a conversation, a dialogue on uh, on whatever it is I talk about, because that's the fun part. But uh, those of you out there who've lived a little time on this planet have noticed a few things. If government does something, it usually doesn't work. Uh, if Hollywood does something, it usually skews to the left. If the media, major media says it's time for a conversation about something, what it means is they want you to shut up and listen to them talk about something. And men and women are different. And, and there's all the obvious ways, of course, and I don't need to go all junior high to go into that. You, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's more subtle than that, too. It's more subtle than just obvious physical differences in stature and build and physique and all those things. There's, there's other differences between males and females. And one of the big battles in the culture war in my lifetime, certainly since the 1980s, has been, the first of all, the slide of feminism from the idea of equality that women should be treated equally to men, which, by the way, I not only support, but am one of the best in town at, we'll come back to that, into the idea that women are a political identity, political and social identity movement, uh, sort of like a mini nation within the nation, which is what most of your big league academic feminism today is, the idea that, that women are an identity group, not just not just a gender, not just a sex, but an identity group equal to African-Americans or uh, Latinos or gays, a, people, a, a group with a, a coherent political agenda, unless they've cast you out of the organization, in which case you're not part of the, the club. Uh, and all of the things that any other identity group that identifies as a special interest has. And the battle that has taken place in my lifetime is the battle between people who merely believe men and women should be equal according to their merits, their skills, their desires, their drives, their, their abilities, according to them as individuals, and people who believe that while women can do anything men can do, men can't do anything women can do. I, it, I, I'm being a little facetious here. There is a There is a faction in the identity feminist movement who says that, that that women can do in fact do anything men can do and there's a lot of things women can do that men can't so and if you've been married if you've been in a relationship with the opposite gender if you've raised children without applying some identity politics uh, ideology to the act of raising them, you've noticed probably that boys and girls are different. They're not the same. They're they're not identical. And and furthermore, you've probably seen and read and heard stories of of parents who tried to raise their boys and girls the same, not to try to 
uh, impart any sort of gender identity to them, just to let them be what they're going to be, and who've been horrified to see the boys playing with trucks and the girls playing with dolls anyway. Well, these differences between men and women are never quite as pronounced as when bullets start flying. Uh, we had a piece of uh, news coming this past week. This is from the Federalist Papers Project. Um, the U.S. Marines just finished up a study on women in combat because the Marines have taken the, uh, the politically correct idea, the gender identity feminist idea of women in combat and actually gone to the trouble of testing it. In 2013, say the Federalist Papers, the U.S. military lifted its ban on women serving in combat. Shortly thereafter, the Marine Corps began what it called an unprecedented research effort to understand the impact of gender integration on its combat forces. This took the form of a year-long experiment called the Ground Combat Element Integrated Task Force, in which 400 Marines, 100 of them female, trained for combat together and then undertook a simulated deployment with every aspect of their experience measured and scrutinized. Overall, the report says all male teams and crews outperformed mixed-gender ones on 69% of tasks, 93 out of 134. All male teams were universally faster in each tactical movement. On lethality, the report says all male uh, riflemen squads, infantry squads, had better accuracy compared to gender-integrated squads. Notable difference between genders in every individual weapon system, in other words, rifles, uh, grenade launchers, machine guns uh, within the squads, except for the probably of hit and near miss with the rifle, the the small light rifle, the, the, the AR-15, if you'll, the M4. All male infantry crew served weapons like machine guns and anti-tank missiles engaged targets quicker and registered more hits on targets as compared to gender-integrated infantry crew served weapon teams, with the exception of M2 accuracy. That's I will theorize because everyone of every gender loves playing with 50 caliber machine guns. That's what the M2 is. All male squads, teams, and crews, and gender integrated squads, teams, and crews had a noticeable difference in their performance in the basic combat tax, tasks of negotiating obstacles and evacuating casualties. For example, while negotiating the wall obstacle, male Marines threw their packs over the top of the wall, whereas female Marines required regular assistance in getting their packs to the top. During casualty evacuation assessments, there were notable differences in execution times between all male and gender-integrated groups, except in the case where teams conducted a casualty evacuation as a one Marine fireman's carry of another, in which case it was most often a male Marine who evacuated the casualty, and on and on, et cetera, et cetera. And if you have a certain amount of common sense, if you if you look at the what I will call, for lack of a better term, oh, no, wait, it is the better term. If you look at the settled science, it notes that there are differences between men and women. These differences are manifested physically. Men tend to be taller. We have more muscle mass. We are designed, if you believe in evolution, as the left tells us we must, you might think that men were evolved to protect the cave while the women... Uh, cared for the children, the next generation of the tribe, while men went out and whacked the saber-toothed tigers with clubs. That would be the scientific answer. The report, by the way, also said that female Marines had higher rates of injury throughout the experiment. Musc in terms of musculoskeletal development, men tend to be designed to resist injury better. We have higher pain resistance. We have higher pain thresholds than women do. Someone out there is going to say, hey, wait, no, women have more pain resistance. Yeah, during childbirth, the female body adapts to, to <laughs> withstand a pretty amazing amount of pain. I'm here to tell you. I've been there a few times uh, as, an, as an observer and participant. But, yeah, beyond that, men have higher pain resistance. Anyway. Conclusions make it look like having women in comment isn't a good idea. One important caveat, of course, being that many of the male study participants had previously been in combat, which may have something to do with it. It's possible. You want to make sure you're comparing apples and apples in these studies, and, and it's an honest observation. However, the, the Marines aren't the first military to notice this. Now, now, why do I bring this up right now? I mean, this is not new news. Other armies have noticed this in the past. The Israelis noticed this in, in the 67 and 73 wars, 56 war as well. Uh, the Russians noticed this in, in World War II. What 
what's men? I mean, point being, I'll just back it up here. Men and women are different. You just don't dare talk about it if you work at Google. And if you've been hiding under a rock, you probably haven't heard. But it's now illegal or a firing offense to bring up basic cognitive and evolutionary bio- uh, psychology and evolutionary biology at Google. The science people. More when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help. Because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at wnav-video.com. That's wnav-video.com. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Did you know that there has never been a better time for Americans to visit Europe? The dollar is strong against the euro, airfares are historically low, and the vacation choices are better than ever, thanks to the amazing portfolio of tours from world-class tour operator Globus. Whether you're dreaming of sipping wine in the Mediterranean, exploring the fantastic fjords and terrain of Norway, or enjoying a pint in an authentic Irish pub, Travel Leaders Apple Valley can help you take the tour of your dreams. Call us today at 952-432-6272. That's 952-432-6272. And ask how you can save 10% on your next European getaway. Spend a week in Europe for as little as $1,300 plus airfare. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 952-432-6272. That's 952-432-6272 or online at travelleaders.com slash applevalleymn. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Oregon legislators earlier in the summer adopted legislation that will now make Oregon not only the state with the most liberal abortion laws in the nation, but also now the only state that will compel all of its citizens to pay for abortion. ABC News indicated just how radical the law is when saying, quote, The Oregon bill is unique in that patients would have access to the procedure for virtually any reason at any time, including sex-selective and late-term abortions, end quote. Now, that's not a conservative website or a conservative politician or theological figure making this remark. It's ABC News, noting that the radical nature of this law comes down to the fact that taxpayers in Oregon are now going to be, by this legislative decree, not only complicit in abortion, but complicit in abortion for any reason. I'm Albert Moeller. Learn more at townhallreview.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hope you join us. You can also join us on Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N. So we, we mentioned the... Denouement, if you will, of a study by the Marines on, on, on men and women together in combat. It, it, it's less effective. It, it's, it doesn't work as well as, as its supporters would like to have you believe. Now, I bring this up by way of sort of stating the, the basic case that there are differences between men and women. Men and women are different. And 
this this goes way beyond just physical differences and and musculoskeletal evolution and and and, and adaptations between evolutionary gender roles. It goes way beyond that. Well, a few years back, we had the great Christina Hoff Summers on the show. She, he, she's author of a number of great books, including one of my favorite books on the relations between the genders, The War on Boys. And it's a, it's a, it's a scary book. On, and, and of course, it's the extent to which it was prophetic is becoming tragically clear these days here in America as an entire generation of boys is basically being shunted out of so many things, higher education uh, being one, where the the number of, in a few years here, the number of women getting bachelor's degrees will outnumber men two to one. And, of course, you may ask, well, what's the value of, (laughs) bachelor's degrees don't have that much value anymore anyway. You you may have a point, but the the point is that, that education, in my own in the in the in the time my own children and stepchildren have been in school has been turned into a really really ugly hostile pr- place for boys. Anyway, Christine Hoff Summers documented the beginning of that uh, toxic trend, and in so doing, she she noted a couple things that evolutionary excuse me developmental and cognitive psychologists, people who study the psychology of how humans develop and how they learn. That's what developmental and cognitive psychology are. Uh, things that they've known for quite some time. And one of those is that girls, when they're born and when they're toddlers and, 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 and young girls, they develop verbally faster than boys do. They learn how, generally learn how to speak earlier. They generally become more fluent. They, they, and they tend to exercise the part of their brain that's focused on verbal expression. Which is why if you look at a classroom full of elementary school girls, they tend to be forming cliques and tend to be playing very verbal games with each other and tend to be very focused on social development in a very verbal sense. They have their cliques, they have their clubs, they have their uh, groups, all very verbally focused. That's what the girls excel at. Boys tend, on the other hand, to be... Less social, less verbal, more physical, more rambunctious, more energy to burn off. They also tend, by the way, this is a tendency to develop 3D visualization skills earlier. They tend to have more awareness of areas and shapes and sizes and and how things fit together than girls do. I say tend. And, And by tendency, I mean if you made a bell curve of men and women and and had that bell curve measure men and women, people's fluency on subjects from far left, stereotypically left brain analytical subjects to stereotypically right brain verbal emotional subjects, the the two bell curves will overlap quite a bit, but the women will tend to tend, their bell curve will tend to peak a little farther to the right. And men's will tend to peak a little further to the left, towards the analytical, towards the physical, towards the tangible. Women will tend to peak their bell curve a little to the right, towards the anal- uh, towards the verbal, towards the emotional. But there's a lot of overlap. It's not like a big black and white line where you cross one line, you're into women territory. It's just not like that. And and it's no one, no sane person, no person who has followed the science or the social science of male and female cognitive development has ever said that they're completely men and women are completely different and and that you can't find women who are f- extremely analytical and who make splendid engineers and by the same token boys who make good social workers or kindergarten teachers or any of the stereotypically female professions there are quite a, or fields or, or callings there's quite a few of them out there and and they overlap pretty heavily, but in terms of just overall tendencies, this has been what the left likes to call settled science for quite some time now. And we all know how the left loves to beat people over the head with <clears throat> settled science, don't we? Well, anyway, a couple of weeks ago, a fellow named uh, James Damore, who's an engineer at Google, it looks like it, 
uh, wrote a memo. Uh, wrote a memo entitled. I'm going to scroll up to find that. Uh, doesn't have the title here. Anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a typical interoffice memo. Its uh, motivations are unclear to me, but it's a it's a ten page memo on uh, an opinion on the culture within Google, which if you follow. Uh, the, the world of, of uh, industry. It's one of the world's biggest companies today, the search engine company that's run amok. And the executive summary of this memo says, <clears throat> Google's political bias is equated to freedom from offense with psychological safety. Uh, but shaming people into silence is the antithesis, antithesis, the opposite of psychological safety. This silencing has created an ideological echo chamber where some ideas are too sacred to be honestly discussed. Does this sound familiar, any of this so far? That second point there, silencing has created an ideological echo chamber where some ideas are just too sacred to be honestly discussed. The lack of discussion fosters the most extreme and authoritarian elements of this ideology. Extreme, meaning all disparities in representation are due to oppression. Authoritarian means we should discriminate to correct for the oppression. Differences in distributions of traits between men and women may in part explain why we don't have 50-50 representation of women in technology and leadership. And finally, discrimination to reach equal representation is unfair, divisive, and bad for business. Those are basically the bullet point conclusions that uh, Mr. Uh, Damore reached in his memo. Now, we'll go into the memo in a little more depth in a moment here, because this illustrates a much bigger problem than the uh, fate of one engineer at Google, who, by the way, if, you have, if you've been hiding under a rock, you don't know that Mr. Damore uh, sometime in the last few weeks, was fired for distributing this memo. He lost his job at Google. Uh, and thereby proving that he was right. You don't dare talk about some subjects at Google. But the summary that I just read, I mean, if this doesn't sound familiar to you, you haven't been listening to this show for 13 years. Silencing creates an ideological echo chamber where some ideas are too sacred to be honestly discussed. The lack of discussion fosters the most extreme authoritarian elements of that echo chamber ideology. All disparities in representation must be due to oppression. And we have to discriminate to correct for the oppression. Differences in distribution of traits between men and women uh, are, in fact, a real thing. And that may have something to do why technology tends to be a more male-dominated field, while even allowing for the fact that traditionally about a quarter of the people in technology are women. And we will come back to that. Yes, we will. And discrimination to reach equal representation uh, exists and it's causing problems. Does this sound like, what does this sound like? Does this sound like most American universities? Does this sound like the American secondary and elementary education system? Does this sound like the American Educational Academy? Does this sound like the government of the city of Minneapolis and St. Paul? Does this sound like the, the atmosphere at, uh, I don't know, virtually every four-year college in the Twin Cities area? The idea that some ideas have to be shamed into silence, some mainstream ideas, some ideas that are in fact supported by, <clears throat> if you'll pardon the expression, settled science, is, is a problem that, that James Damore, that we have been, that James Damore called out in this memo, and that has been the primary red meat of this radio station and this program's diet for 13 years now. The idea that we have a subset of our society within our society education, academia, the mainstream media, the public, the nonprofit sector, and now some of our biggest high-tech companies, and not even high-tech companies. You see some of this attitude going on in Fortune 500 companies in other industries outside tech, where the, 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 the culture war to establish left-wing echo chambers in every sector of our society and to shame dissent out of existence 
is succeeding wildly. Even as Republicans win political battles, even as conservatives slowly, painfully move the needle on the political front around this country, we're losing the social battle. And this memo is a classic, classic piece of evidence. 651-289-4488. More when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. If you struggle to get rid of stubborn fat, regardless of how much you diet or exercise, listen up. Whether it's love handles, belly fat, thighs, or a double chin, now there's a proven solution. Go to INeedCoolSculpting.com. Cool sculpting is a procedure for men and women that will eliminate stubborn fat safely and effectively without surgery or downtime. It's the only FDA-cleared procedure to use controlled cooling to safely and effectively target and eliminate diet and exercise-resistant fat. Now, for a limited time, you can save 25% by going to INeedCoolSculpting.com. Reju's prices are the best in the business. The office is conveniently located in Egan, near 35E and Diffley Road. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. INeedCoolSculpting.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. To receive 25% off, go to INeedCoolSculpting.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Hi, everybody. Randy from RB's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless, and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life Across America.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Don't forget, State Fair coming up. Brad Carlson and I will be there every Saturday, every Sunday. Have to see if Nick, uh, if uh, King Banyan makes it out there as well. That'll be fun. Anyway. By the way, by the way, I just reminded here. We've got uh, got to remind you this. We got uh, some uh, we got some stuff coming up here with uh, Blue Ox. This is going to be a great uh, promotion here. Make sure you check this out. Blue Ox Heating and Air has partnered with the station to do a furnace or AC unit giveaway to a Twin Cities veteran or active military uh, members who uh, who qualify. Anyone who registers gets a fifteen percent off tune up or service in addition to being entered to win the furnace or AC unit. Uh, so in order to enter, you got to go to the uh, find the patriotic ox image uh, on the uh, on the Patriot website or the Blue Ox website. 
Each week, the blue ox is hidden on a different area of the website, so you got to prowl that website. You totally got to creep it. Once you find it, you click it, and you go to the registration page to sign up. So you got to check out either AM12A, the Patriots uh, website, am12athepatriot.com, or the Blue Ox Heating and Air website. I'll post a link to that at Shot in the Dark, that info here shortly. You can just go to am1280thepatriot.com if you prefer. Start looking for the Blue Ox, click register, maybe win yourself a free uh, heater and air conditioner. Uh, so check that out. It's uh, going on uh, for, for, for quite for, for, a little, for a little ways here yet, so uh, make sure you tune in for that. Anyway, we're talking about the infamous Damore memo, uh, memo at Google, and one of the things that's kind of impressed me, and when I say impressed, I mean depressed me, is the extent to which people have commented on this memo without having read it. And, and when I say without having read it, I mean it's fairly clear they're going by a uh, highly abridged second and third party recountings uh, with context removed and bias added. Uh, of this document. I will post a link to this. I actually did post a link to it at shotinthedark.info earlier in the week. I'll make sure I post another one here at uh, the show post a little later on, uh, probably after the show here today when I get a moment. The, uh, the, 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 the document basically runs down a list, you know, first of all, does the obvious, accuses Google of having a left-wing echo chamber bias, which they went on to prove by firing him for pointing out the left-wing echo chamber bias and the rest of the memo, 10 pages worth, basically shows a bunch of things about cognitive science that everyone who actually pays attention understands. It's been settled for decades, decades. People have, in the cognitive and developmental psychology uh, fields have known this and, and, and practiced knowledge of, of these facts. And that's most of what this memo is. Uh, and, and he's commenting on, on uh, Demore is commenting on the, a question that was popping around Google, as it has around a lot of organizations, both in and outside of the world of technology. Why are there so wi few women in technology? And you've been seeing this lately, a, a, a big, overwhelming emphasis on trying to get girls into what they call STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, uh, going down to, all the way down to the earliest grades, trying to interest young girls and high school girls and young women in, in, uh, throughout uh, from, from high school on up in science, technology, engineering, and math, which is fine, and it's, it's a good thing I mean, if you, if you, to, to find people who, whose talents, skills, merits, uh, predispositions incline them to go into science, technology, and engineering, and math, that's a good thing. Now, here's the deal. It's not new. This is not an effort of the last five or even 10 or even 15 years. I, I mean, I remember decades ago when I was in high school and college, efforts to try to interest young women in science, technology, math, engineering, all sorts of technical fields. And back then, the percentage of women in high technology, in, in any level of technology, uh, for, uh, in science, technology, uh, engineering, and math, was around 25%. It was 25% then, up probably from the 1950s and 1960s, certainly, but still, it, had, it was right around a quarter of the field. And I remember, by the way, in college taking computer science classes because I did briefly major in computer science before I realized I hated computer science, <laughs> uh, not knowing that life would lead me back into the field a, half, a decade or so later. Um, gosh, it was only 12 years after college. Anyway, the, about a quarter of the computer science majors were women. And some were very capable, many of them, I mean, many of them were very capable. Most of them were more capable at it than me. I hated it. <laughs> I dropped out. I think I was three credits short of a minor in computer science, and I didn't care. I just wanted out. I didn't touch another computer for seven years after I graduated from college uh, with my BA in English and my minor in history in German. The It was not for me, but it was for some of the women I knew, about, about a quarter of the class, and they went into 
computer software development, software engineering. Some of them are still in it. Many of them moved on to other fields. I've stayed in touch with a number of them. Some of them went into, uh, decided they were, one classic example, one of them was a computer uh, engineer, software engineer, and she decided to go into psychology. And that's not a gender thing. In fact, there was a study a while ago that showed that the vast majority of people who get degrees in science, technology, engineering, and math after 20-odd years are not working in science, technology, engineering, and math. They've gone into other fields. They've moved into management. They've moved into sales. They've, they've moved on to other things, which is, by the way, true of people in almost any field. You can probably find that of people in education or accounting or, or any field that, that people graduate with a BA in. They're often is not likely to move on to something else. And STEM is no different. You f- don't find – you do find people have been programming computers for 30 years and more. But they're a minority of those who set out in the field 30 years earlier. Let's just put it that way. And by the way, I'm not doing the field that I, I'm not working in the field that I started in when I got out of college, uh, at least more than a day a week. It happens all over the place. But here's the deal. In the 1980s, early 1990s, about 25% of science, technology, and engineering uh, workers were women. And today, after the better part of a generation of saturation coverage of the effort to drive women, to draw women into STEM, the percentage is still about 25%. And, and even at relentlessly politically correct companies like Google, the percentage is still 25%. And by the way, this is at Google, a company that, that hires roughly one out of every 500 people that apply. It's listed as one of the more desirable employers in the country. And so one out of every 500 people who sends a resume and applies for a job at Google winds up getting hired. They have a absurdly complex interview process. The HR people run amok uh, over the hiring process at Google, and it shows. And... Yet for all that, they're about 25% in the, in the technology side at Google. And, and it strikes me, if you do the math, if they hire one out of every 500 people that apply, and 25% of them are women, it would be easy, trivial, to not only make half of your hires women, but to, in fact, make 90% of your hires women to... to over the course of a few years, make half the organization women. Boom. Be easily doable. They haven't done that yet. Go figure. Anyway, point being that after a generation of relentless attempts to to publicize and draw and subsidize even women into technology fields, the percentage is holding steady. Demore points this out. At Google, we're regularly told that implicit, unconscious, and explicit biases are holding women back in tech and leadership. Of course, men and women experience bias, tech, and the workplace differently, and we should be cognizant of this, but it's far from the whole story. On average, men and women biologically differ in many ways. These differences aren't just socially constructed because they're universal across human culture. They often have clear biological causes and links to prenatal testosterone. Biological males that, uh, that uh, were <clears throat> altered at birth and raised as females still often identify and act like males. <laughs> the underlying traits are still largely heritable, and they're exactly what we would expect from an evolutionary psychology perspective. Well, that last one's the, the first one and the last one are the big ones there. This is exactly what the science that we've gotten the statistics that we've got, the generations of observation from developmental and cognitive psychology tell us that men and women are different and that some of the traits that make boys what they are, the, the, the striving for status, the competitiveness, the ability to, to the innate greater ability generally to process three-dimensional information leads them into fields like technology and engineering. 
while not excluding women from it, because women have those traits, just in a different balance across the entire population. There are, of course, women, as as we've been reminded <laughs> constantly in recent years, there are women who are who pioneered in engineering. And by the way, if you ever get to see the movie Hidden Figures, I I, I think I spoke about the movie after I saw it. I, I, I reviewed it. It was about three black women working for NASA in the 1960s uh, who were leaders in, in the development of, of high technology in the space program. And by the way, it's a, it was a true enough story where I frankly thought some of the the, the, the abstractions that they made were kind of insulting to the, the, the real story that was involved. But that's Hollywood. What are you going to do? Anyway, uh, we'll talk about the rest of the observations about the Demore memo and his firing uh, when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Join the conversation, 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. If you're a sleep apnea sufferer who's on the go, go to your phone and call right now to try the world's first portable mini CPAP device, absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP, an engineering marvel that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. Its unique design is so small and so light, you can fit it in your laptop bag or purse to use anywhere you go. No more dragging around a big, bulky CPAP. Even better, now you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights by calling minicpap.com, 1-800-919-5232. Transcend is FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. You can also add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. So now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't wait. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-919-5232. That's 1-800-919-5232. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've continually inundated with testimonials. This is Michael Medved, and I've received thousands of testimonials that come in telling me how excited people are to be out of pain, like... Bob from Ohio, who writes, I had a herniated disc in my back in 1984. I started taking Relief Factor, and for the first time, I have been completely out of constant, sometimes excruciating pain. I'm now able to work in the yard, around the house, and do my job in comfort. This is a great product. That's the end of the quote. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip or knee pain, general muscle pain, aches, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. That's 1-800-500-8384. With very few investors still wanting outdated products like mutual funds or variable annuities, What are people turning to? They're turning to America's Investor Advocacy Show, Financial Fortitude. Hi, I'm Dale Creed Francis. And I'm Ryan Litvin, and we have shared unbiased information for years right here on The Patriot. It's information people need to know, like the latest innovations, including protection vehicles, growth vehicles, income vehicles, and hybrid strategies. Make your reservation for our listener appreciation dinner coming up in just a few days. Go to financialfort.com or call 612-999-1185. The Financial Fortitude Radio Network is committed to serving its community by providing a better set of investment and retirement tools. It's impossible to know what you don't know. The dinner and drinks are on us. We guarantee you'll be amazed at what you learn. It won't change our life if you don't come, but I promise you it can change yours. 612-999-1185 or financialfort.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. So, talking about the Demora memo, and I'm going through it in some detail because I've, I've had a number of my network and social media uh, commenting about this memo and saying, well, of course, this is... this," And they're clearly reading... 
uh, some of the secondhand accounts of this memo from from fake news or, or liberal news organizations that are uh, like the Washington Post, for example, uh, or Time magazine, actually, that, that uh, both of them, actually, that bent over backwards and went to some incredible uh, logical gymnastics to paint this as a sexist document. Now, now, it made some assertions that could be argued with and that developmental psychologists will argue. For example, a section entitled Non-Discriminatory Ways to Reduce the Gender Gap, pointing out that women on average have a higher interest in people and men that same interest in things and ways to make software development more people-oriented to make it more female-friendly. Women on average are more cooperative. Well, gosh, if you've ever seen a room full of... Actually, I question that one myself because there's different types of cooperation uh, but women tend to be more group oriented, more social from an earlier age, more into uh, social interaction than social competition. I guess that's the term. Women tend to be com- cooperative. Men tend to be tend tend to be competitive. Yes, I know. There's Venus Williams is very competitive, and pretty much most of the guys at the uh, women's march are not. Let's just say. Uh, but anyway. Th- as gender, as, as a general across entire populations, that's generally true. Women, on average, are more prone to anxiety, uh, which, in theory, makes leadership perhaps more strong. Okay, that one might be. I could see where that would raise some hackles, but it is also generally true. Men tend to internalize stress and anxiety more than women do. Uh, women on average look for more work-life balance and the male gender role is currently inflexible. That's that's absolutely true. Uh, Damore observes, feminism has made great pro- progress in freeing women from the female gender role, but men still very much tied to the male gender role. Uh, anyway, here's why I think they fired him. Damore ended, nearly ended, uh, came to the end of his piece with a section entitled The Harm of Google's Biases. I strongly believe in gender and racial diversity, and I think we should strive for more. However, says Damore, uh, to achieve a more equal gender and race representation, Google has created several discriminatory, discriminatory practices. Programs, mentoring, and classes only for people with a certain gender or race. A high-priority queue and a special treatment for diversity candidates. Hiring practices which can effectively lower the bar for diversity candidates by increasing the false negative rate. Reconsidering any set of people if it's not diverse enough, but not showing that same scrutiny in the reverse direction, um, which shows clear uh, confirmation bias. And setting uh, performance indicators for increased representation, which can incentivize illegal discrimination. And uh, finally, the suggestions that he had, which frankly I think had to uh, hit the the, uh, the PC police at Google uh, just the wrong way. Uh, let's see if you can see why. Suggestions that uh, Demore makes in his uh, memo. Demoralizing diversity. As Stu- soon as we start to moralize an issue, he says we stop thinking about it in terms of costs and benefits, dismiss anyone that disagrees as immoral, and harshly punish those who we see as villains to protect the victims. Boy, did he find that one out the hard way. Uh, stop alienating conservatives. Whoop, whoop. Viewpoint diversity is arguably the most important type of diversity, and political orientation is one of the most fundamental and significant ways in which people view things differently. In highly progressive environments, conservatives are minorities that feel like they need to stay in the closet to avoid open hostility. Oh, boy, boy. Do we... We should empower those with different ideologies to be able to express themselves. Alienating conservatives is both non-inclusive and generally bad business because conservatives tend to be higher in conscientiousness, which is required for much of the drudgery and maintenance work characteristic of a mature company. Oh, boy, is that ever true. Watching a startup with its liberal millennial hipsters trying to go mainstream is just always just an exercise in masochism. Uh, you need a bunch of Republicans to come in and do the hard work of actually doing, getting out of startup mode and going into day-to-day mode. Oh, it's never pretty, folks. Anyway, uh, number three, confront Google's biases, mostly concentrating on biases relating diversity, but moral biases are farther reaching than that, breaking down the uh, – basically analyzing the biases that exist at Google, which, of course, is a dog whistle to any – 
organization on the left because they believe, as does, for example, National Public Radio, that they don't have any biases. Why? Because they say they don't have any biases. Google is no different than University of Minnesota, Minnesota Public Radio, uh, McAllister College. They believe they are the center. They believe that they are the norm. You, bias towards the norm is just belief in conventional wisdom. Finally, stop restricting programs and classes to certain genders or races. That's going to offend people. Have an open, honest discussion about the costs and benefits of our diversity program. Oh, see, that is going to gore some sacred cows. That's enough to get you labeled a, a sexist, racist, um, any, many places in this country. Focus on psychological safety, not just racial gender diversity. De-emphasize empathy. This is an interesting one. I've heard several calls for increased empathy on diversity issues. While I strongly support trying to understand how and why people think as they do, relying on effective empathy, feeling another person's pain causes us to focus on anecdotes, favor individuals similar to us, and harbor other irrational and dangerous biases. Being emotionally unengaged helps us better reason about the facts. See, that is just anathema to the left, which is all about emotion. I'm stereotyping here. But then that's I'm de-emphasizing empathy myself, prioritizing intention and being open. In other words, it's the thought that counts rather than how you mangle the context of that thought. Being open and honest about the science of human nature, reconsidering making unconscious bias training mandatory for for promotion committees. Did you count the number of sacred cows that Demore gored there? Did you find anything that was genuinely sexist that wasn't based in some form of cognitive science? I'm going to be talking about this more this coming week at ShotInTheDark.info because this is a very troubling episode. On the other hand, we've got another troubling episode going on in Charlottesville, Virginia. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Are you doing what you want to do with your life? Does your career make you happy? Are you being paid what you deserve? Or does your life feel like it's lost direction, that it went offline? Now is your chance to get your life back online with an online degree. We're Southern New Hampshire University. Established as a New England campus in 1932, now we also offer over 200 affordable degrees online. Get degree information and see how to apply online by texting CAN55 to 55433. At SNHU, you'll get the full quality of a campus education with online tuition rates among the lowest in the nation. Learn online anytime, anywhere. So get that MBA or become an application developer, accountant, or healthcare professional with over 200 degrees options it's time to put your dreams back online southern new hampshire university see yourself succeed get degree information and see how to apply online by texting can55 to 554433 that's can55 to 554433 i'm pastor david mitchell founder and ceo of tradeway i've been in the ministry for over 30 years now and because the lord has continued to bless my business endeavors i've never had to take a salary from the church which has been a huge blessing in my life and a great way for me to give back to the lord's work i'd like to share with you my thoughts on the importance of the family business you know these days people send their children to college to learn a trade that no one in the family has done before they move away they work for someone who doesn't love them and then they trade their infinitely valuable time for a little bit of someone else's money. The old plan was to get a job but lay aside each month and later start a family business. As the owner, you leverage the time of others and earn off hundreds of man hours per day. It's called financial leverage. The added benefit is that each generation teaches the next and builds on these skill sets, and your children have the competitive advantage of experience. That's a great plan for potentially creating generational wealth. Tradeway offers you the vehicle to start such a family business by teaching you how to trade in the stock market. Perhaps you're intimidated or confused by the world of investing, but Tradeway is here to help you break down that confusion to find finance so that you can understand it. We're not your typical big Wall Street investment advisory firm. We keep it fun, simple, and personal from day one. 
We offer our students a powerful education on how to trade in the U.S. stock and options market, coupled with sound investment advice, and all from our family business. We're here to help you reach your biggest goals through taking small steps. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Weston Edina Galleria, September 15th and 16th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money-back guarantee. To register, call 877-907-TRADE. That's 877-907-8723. Or go to Tradeway.com. That's Tradeway.com. From the Nepsis Capital Management Studios, this is AM 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. In t- Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 